This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. How's your heart? I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. How's your heart feeling these days? Our guest this afternoon has some great advice on how you can take a proactive approach to your heart health. And he'll tell us about some of the misconceptions a lot of us have about heart attacks and other cardio issues. Diamond Fernandez will join us from the HeartFit Clinic. But first, here's some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. The B.C. government wants to introduce a cooling off period for real estate to try to bring the boiling housing market down to a light simmer. It would give buyers a little more time to change their minds and cancel the purchases with little to no legal consequences. It's unclear how long this cooling off period would be, but the province says the BC Financial Services Authority, the BCFSA, will consult with key industry stakeholders and experts to figure that out. BC already has a seven-day cooling off period for pre-construction sales of condos, Finance Minister Selena Robinson says it's crucial to have effective measures to give people peace of mind that they've made the right choices in buying real estate. Starting next month, the cost to take a BC ferry will be more expensive, but not by much. Because of rising fuel costs, the half-a-cent fuel rebate applied to fares will be removed on December 1st. So, So that means an adult passenger ticket will be 10 cents more, 30 cents more for a vehicle on the Metro Vancouver to Vancouver Island routes. Over the past 17 years, BC Ferries has been using a fuel rebate surcharge mechanism to manage the ups and downs of the costs of fuel. Uh, BC Ferries, uh, according to a press release, says when fuel prices are lower, uh, they pass that on to customers through a fuel rebate. And when the fuel prices are higher, they charge a surcharge. BC Ferries says it doesn't benefit financially at all from surcharges or rebates. A dead murder hornet has been found in BC, but the province's bee expert says don't panic. Paul Van Westendorp says the Asian giant hornet, aka the murder hornet, was found recently on the BC side of the border with Washington State, not far from the area in Whatcom County, where four giant hornet's nests were recently located and destroyed Van Westendorp says the hornet found in B.C. was about 2.3 centimeters, and it's probably from one of the destroyed American nests. The remains of the murder hornet has been sent to Ottawa for DNA extraction, which he expects will confirm the hornets are indeed Americans. Well, they're from south of the border anyway. He says the scary thing is if the DNA shows it's not from one of the American nests that they know about, because that would mean the murder hornets are breeding and spreading. Giant hornets, originally from Asia, are the world's largest hornets, and a small group of them can kill an entire honeybee hive in a matter of hours. Surrey RCMP hope to reconnect a coin collector with their collection believed to have been stolen three years ago when Mounties were working on a criminal investigation back in December of 2018. Officers found a coin collection in a vehicle. Police or People in the vehicle said they didn't own the collection, so the Mounties figured it was stolen. However, 
Three years later, police still haven't been able to find any matching report descriptions of lost or stolen coins. Corporal Vanessa Munn says they don't know if the coins are really worth all that much, but they may hold some sentimental value to the rightful owner. Munn says it's apparent that someone invested a lot of time into organizing and cataloging these coins. So if you lost a coin collection before December of 2018, call Surrey RCMP. Of course, they'll make sure you describe exactly what's in the collection so they know it's really yours. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's all about being proactive and keeping your heart healthy with Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic. He's next. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And with me now is the uh, founder of the Heart Fit Clinic. He's also the author of a book called Beating Heart Disease. Diamond Fernandez is with us. Hi, Diamond. How are you? How are you? Good, good, good. And I, I, I'm going to be talking a little later on in this show about some of the supply chain issues when it comes to Christmas shopping. And I was thinking <laughs> your book, Beating Heart Disease, might be a, a good Christmas present for somebody. So there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of fun things that we can do for people. Absolutely. Yeah. So people can go to heartfit.ca. That's the website. And you can see everything that the HeartFit Clinic does, but you could also uh, get a book. Uh, beating heart disease for someone you love who wants to be proactive about their heart health. And uh, the HeartFit Clinic in uh, the Lower Mainland is in Burnaby. It's at uh, 1126 Douglas Road. And as I say, you can go to heartfit.ca to, uh, you know, to book an appointment to come in and uh, have a consultation. Uh, you can also give them a call at 604-330-4348. For people who want to get ahead of their their heart disease or their, you know, their coronary health. So, so Diamond, now that we're in, the, you know, we are deep into the fall. Um, mm -hmm. is, is this, is there a time of year that's more dangerous for people having heart attacks than other times of the year? Well, you know, it's been quite funny. I mean, not funny, but, you know, with COVID going on and everything like that, there's a lot of... Uh, things that we're starting to see a lot more of. Like as soon as COVID hit, uh, you know, in March of 2020, I think was a big day I, or in that around that time, you know, we're sitting at the end of March and we're not seeing anybody going into the hospital. We're seeing a lot less heart attacks and, and our symposium, we ended up talking about it last year in October in 2020, um, where I was actually co-chair of that uh, symposium, the Canadian Cardiovascular Congress. And, and there were lots of, uh, of things that we ended up talking about, like what's happening, like people are worried about it. Now this year, um, you know, what's happening is what we're seeing is, is that obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of talks about vaccinations and, and a lot of talks about uh, COVID and complications from COVID. And we got a great conference coming up even that we're hosting is the cardiovascular COVID connection. And we're seeing a lot more of that starting to take into play so when we talk about seasons now, we're almost getting into, we're getting into flu season. We're getting into a uh, season of holidays. It's starting, to, you know, most people hopefully are getting a little more proactive with their, with their holiday shopping, but it's also important to be proactive about your heart health on this side of things too. And so, gosh, I can dive into a little bit of umbrellas of what I just talked about there, but I think the first one on, on people's mind is, is, you know, 
you know, obviously vaccinations are very important. We know the data is very important. Um, the benefits outweigh the risks. We know that. However, there are right. risks. And, and this is where I think it's important to address them. When we talked about it at our, at our uh, cardiovascular congress this year, and we're seeing a lot more cases of heart disease. And, you know, and we're wondering, okay, well, why is that? And so just to get a little bit technical, um, again, the benefits outweigh the risks. We know that. But the risks is what I get concerned about when it gets heart-related. And that's, that's our focus at the HeartFit Clinic. That's what we do. And so when, when people take the vaccine, and it's, again, it's important to do. Um, there's flu shots getting out there, important to do. Um, you know, all those things are very important. And we're trying to minimize injury to the endothelial wall of the artery wall. Okay, so let me get a little bit specific. Um, as you know, no talk of mine gets completed without me talking about that. These arteries are a muscle, <laughs> not a pipe. Right. And I really want to nail this down with people because even my colleagues uh, that have been, you know, working with, I've been in this field now for over 20 years and I still, it hurts me when I hear doctors talk about, you know, we, we got, uh, we addressed your plumbing problem or we, you know, we don't, we, your pipes are clear or we've bypassed your pipes or, you know, I, I hate that analogy because it's so wrong inside the artery wall. If you put your thumb and finger together and make the AOK sign. That's what the inside of the artery looks like. It's all skin. It's called the endothelium. And that's what I just I finished talking about. The endothelium is the inner lining of the skin. It's the skin, just like the outside of our body. And that skin can get injured. And when that skin gets injured, then we get an inflammatory cascade that happens where then cholesterol gets used up in a negative way to sliver into the lining of the artery wall to go through a plaque building process or an atherogenic process. So I'm going to slow this down. I'm going to slow this down for our listeners because most of you are in the car or driving along or maybe at the house listening, but this, this sounds crazy to hear. But I'm going, to, okay. I'm going to break something down that's complicated to be very simple. Okay, so if for those of you listening and you're, and you're not driving, you know, uh, you know, maybe you're stopped at the light, that's great. But inside the artery wall is all skin. So if you take your thumb and finger and put that together, that's what the inside lining of the artery looks like. At the HeartFit Clinic, it's important to understand what we do first is to find out what's hurting that lining of the skin, right? What's inflaming that lining of the artery of that wall. Once we find that out, it's, imagine now that it's protected by a tennis net-like structure. And you got these, uh, a tennis net-like structure. And now, if you look at cholesterol, you're going to look at it forever differently. And in our healthcare system, we don't check for cholesterol size. And that becomes very important. So once again, I'm going to say a crazy statistic, and it's very important to understand this. Cholesterol does not cause heart disease. In fact, wow. there was a study that was done. 138,000 people, 137,000 people in this study. They took people that were in the hospital with coronary artery disease, with heart disease. They checked their cholesterol profiles. 83% of them had normal bad cholesterol. 83% okay. of them had normal bad cholesterol. Why do I share that? Is because cholesterol does not cause heart disease. However, when we look at the inside lining of the artery wall, we know it's protected by a tennis net-like structure. I just finished saying that people should know that you have a good cholesterol, which is the HDL, a bad cholesterol, which is LDL, 
and then the ugly cholesterol, which is the triglycerides. And there are a few other particles that are important to understand. But when you check for the bad cholesterol, we look at it like a bucket in the healthcare system. When you come to the HeartFit Clinic, we take that bucket and turn it upside down and separate those small particles from those large particles. And that's important to do because those small particles can sliver into the lining of the artery wall and they're like golf balls. So imagine like golf balls and the larger ones are like tennis balls. Tennis balls don't go through that tennis net, golf balls do. And so one of the tests that we do at the HeartFit Clinic is to find out those particle sizes along with other atherogenic or plaque-causing particles that can sliver into that lining of the artery wall. Once that happens, now I'm going to talk about COVID here or any virus for that matter or any vaccination that you have that can possibly injure the lining of the artery wall. So let me explain that. So again, I'm going to take it back to the first step. So inside the lining of the artery wall is all skin. That skin can get injured. Once it gets injured, then you get those small particles that can sliver into the lining of the artery wall, just like a sliver would, right? Everyone's had that sliver on their hand before, and it goes in there, and you're not able to get it out. Well, you're not able to do the same thing in your arteries. Once it slivers into the lining of the artery wall, it gets broken down. And this is where your immune response has to be super strong. And what we're seeing now is the immune response gets compromised when we take a vaccination or when you get COVID, or when you get any virus for that matter, it can hurt the immune response that happens to the inside lining of the artery wall. So this is why I wanted to get technical today with our listeners to have people understand that this is where it all relates together. Heart disease, artery disease is our expertise. This is what we look at. And so this builds up, you know, as artery disease can progress, my concern is what we're going to see with heart disease statistics going forward. Now the inside lining of the artery wall, if you're not protected or you're not doing the proper things to keep the artery wall healed, that's a, I can get into that in a little bit of a moment. We'll get into solutions okay. to what we can do. But inside the lining of the artery wall, once that gets hurt, then it builds up like a pimple on your face. And everyone's had that pimple on your face before, right? You know, I, I actually happen to have one on my nose today, but uh, good thing I'm on the radio. So I'm not on TV today. So the point is, is that if you have that pimple on uh, inside the lining of the artery wall and it pops on your face, not a big deal. But, but, but if it pops inside the lining of the artery wall, that's a heart attack. That's a stroke. And the HeartFit Clinic is the only clinic that looks at the artery a lot differently then the healthcare system to see where that risk is of a heart attack or stroke, and more importantly, looking at the artery like a muscle, not just a pipe. So it's it's a lot different. the The tests that you do are a lot different than the tests that your family doctor or even a cardiologist would do. Yeah, and, and your family doctor is an excellent first step. You know, they can check to see if you have high blood pressure or diabetes, but you know, unfortunately, there's not much in that toolbox to go a little bit more forward. So if they send you to a cardiologist, cardiologists love you too, just as much as we do. And the concern, though, is, is that they're looking more for a plumbing problem. They're looking for advanced stages of heart disease. And so, um, you know, my next book is called Death of the Stress Test. And people ask me when that's coming out. It's uh, with the editor right now, and we're jumping back and forth. And it's always a fun stage of writing a book. But nevertheless, uh, why I call it death of the stress test is because I do not like the outcomes from it. 
So what happens is, is if you go to a cardiologist and you get a stress test done, the problem with that is it's only looking for a plumbing problem. And if they don't find a plumbing problem, then you're okay. You get a clean bill of health. What this really means is imagine the artery is like a five-lane highway system. Four lanes out of five have to be closed in order for it to show up on a stress test. If you're less than that, don't worry about it. Everything's all good. And if you're more than that, if your four lanes or more are closed, then you go on for further testing. And this is where we talked about it at the conference too a couple of weeks ago now, is that we look at these arteries and we see what's going on to these arteries and we're not following the trials that have come out for us in the last decade, including the last one, which is the ischemia trial. So let me take a step back here for a moment. So when you look at the cardiologist and they do a stress test and they do not find a plumbing problem, why I get concerned with that is the majority, in fact, 90% of heart attacks get missed if we're looking for a plumbing problem. Let's go even a step further. Imagine the inside lining of the artery wall, right? It's all skin. And then imagine it's 50% or less clogged, whatever it might be, or that pimples build up to 50%. 70% of heart attacks occur with a blockage that is less than two lanes out of five lanes closed or less than 50%. It's crazy to think, but right. now that we think of it like a pimple popping, that's a heart attack, right? Wow. And this is why people so, come and see us at the HeartFit Clinic to, is to reverse that disease process. Yeah, because when we come back, I want to talk more uh, about that. I want to talk about some of the solutions uh, to the damage uh, of the artery wall and more about what you learned at this, uh, this cardiovascular Congress uh, from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, if people want to visit the HeartFit Clinic, just go to heartfit.ca and you can set up a consultation. Uh, you can give them a call 604-330-4348. They're at Douglas Road in Burnaby, the HeartFit Clinic. Diamond Fernandez is my guest. He's also the author of Beating Heart Disease. And uh, you've got a new book coming out, uh, but beating heart disease might be a good Christmas present. So go to heartfit.ca and uh, you can find out everything you need to know about the HeartFit Clinic and also about picking up a copy of Beating Heart Disease. And we'll have more with Diamond Fernandez when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking about being proactive about your heart health with Diamond Fernandez. He is the author of Beating Heart Disease and the founder of the HeartFit Clinic uh, on Douglas Road in Burnaby. Heartfit.ca is the website if you want to go and see what they're all about. There's lots of videos on the site. Uh, you can also buy the book, Beating Heart Disease, and you can uh, set up a consultation. Uh, you can uh, go to heartfit.ca, as I say, or give them a call, 604-330-4348. And Diamond Fernandez is with us. We were talking about this um, Canadian Cardiovascular Congress. Uh, so it was a, a meeting of doctors from across the country, and uh, you were talking about heart disease. So I guess uh, lots of new ideas being thrown around. Yeah, I mean, it was a big review of the trials, and a lot of it had to do, uh, you know, with the, the situation that's going on. Um, I'm actually incoming president for the CACPR, which is the prevention track of that side of things. So it's a cardiovascular congress, and so um, the prevention track now is, is uh, going off. So we actually have another conference that's coming up as well 
um, that goes a lot more in depth on the COVID rehab and, and what we can do with that side of things. So there's a lot of things that are coming up and it's more COVID and vaccine related. And a lot of the discussion points, um, you know, were about, okay, well, you know, there, and, and it gets complicated, right? And, and, you know, when you're talking about a mass vaccine rollout, there are a lot of, like, we know that the benefits outweigh the risks on taking a vaccine. And so we know that. However, there are risks and the risks are now what we're seeing is heart and artery related. And so this is where, you know, a lot of the cardiologists were talking about, okay, what are the things that we're seeing and what, what's happening? And it's not, you know, this is not a, a to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated. In fact, I think most people are, and most people that aren't are just not going to be, and that's just the way it is. And so, um, but the people that are, or the people that aren't, uh, we, we, you know, this is where I like to get more into finding out, okay, well, what can we do to keep the immune system strong? Because um, before the break, I talked about the inside air of the artery wall and how it's very complicated. These are live, you know, organs, in, you know, the largest organ in your body. I always ask that question. The largest organ in your body. Well, I'll ask you, what do you think the largest oh, okay. organ in your body is? Oh, that's, uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, I think I've heard this before, but is it the skin? Yeah. Or is that an it, organ? And you're, you're, you're right. Most people say it's the skin, but that's not true. <laughs> it's no. the skin inside the lining of your arteries. So let me put this into perspective. Oh. If I attached all your arteries together, it's called the endothelium, by the way. So if you want to really win a Jeopardy question and, and tribute to <laughs> Alex Trebek, um, you know, I'm writing um, it down out there in his memory. So the endothelial wall in, inside lining of the artery wall is all skin. And that's the largest organ in your body. So let's put this into perspective. If I attached all your arteries together and attached them, you know, one by one, it would actually go around the world almost three times. Wow. That's how many arteries you have. Holy cow. Okay. That's a lot of, so, a lot of endothelium. Of a lot of endothelium, a lot of arteries as well, right? And so the arteries are, are important and they have a function to them. And if you don't believe me that they're a muscle and people still think that they're a pipe, you can feel them. You can feel the pulse in your neck. You can feel the pulse at your head or at the wrist. That's not your heart beating. Although it's time to your heartbeat, that's not your heart beating. That's your artery expanding and contracting. And the reason why you feel it there is because it's the artery that comes close to the surface of the skin. And all of your arteries expand and contract. So this is why I talk about it as a muscle. And so the other conversations came about in the conference as well is that, you know, why are we not following the ischemia trials and the, and the trials that are happening for stable coronary artery disease? And that becomes a very important thing as well is because when we talk about Stable coronary artery disease. So how do you know you have stable coronary artery disease? Well, one, if we find it or we look for it or we do a test and we see what's going on. But even for those patients who have had a heart attack, a, uh, you know, a stroke or, um, you know, bypass surgery, a heart stent, or maybe they're in heart failure or they have diabetes because, you know, most diabetics end up with heart disease. I think the stat is 80% of people end up with, uh, with cardiovascular disease, or diabetics end up with cardiovascular disease, which is crazy to think about that because huh. it damages the endothelium. It damages the inner lining of the artery wall. And so 
Most, uh, you know, like, okay, so let's talk about when a stent or bypass can be used. Number one, a stent or bypass is a, a, a treatment option, and it's ideally meant for someone who's in an acute phase of, of a heart event. So they're actually having a heart attack or they have severe chest pain. Now, if that's the case, don't come to the HeartFit Clinic. We'll see you after that. We, we can do a free consultation and we can talk to you about all the things that we can do to help you. And I don't know if we'll have time today to go over all the things that we can get into the, on that side of things. But at the HeartFit Clinic, we can then find out a little bit more what's going on with it, what's happening and why you have heart disease so we can help you reverse that disease process. So many doctors today are still doing the old school model in terms of, hey, let's do a stress test. And if you fail that, let's do a nuclear stress test, which is like a MIBI scan where they inject a dye. And it's still a non-invasive test, but, you know, it's still about 800 chest x-rays. But the information from that comes very good. But we're still trying to promote the, uh, or we're still seeing cases where we're, we're seeing angiograms being, being pushed on people. And angiograms is where a catheter goes inside your wrist or the groin, and they feed up this catheter all the way to the heart, and they flush the arteries of the heart, and they can see where the plumbing problem is. And then we can fix it with a stent or bypass. That is very important to do if you're in acute phase, if you're having a heart attack or if you're right. having chest pain, that's, you know, that, that's important. But we're now showing the data is that if you are, are not having a heart attack, we don't necessarily need to go down that path. And that's where we're not seeing many people follow that side of things to be able to see what's going on on that level of things. And so at the HeartFit Clinic, if we find that issue, we find that concern, we have external counterpulsation, we have our lifestyle programs, we have getting into the why that people have that artery disease, all the stuff that we end up doing, we get a very thorough look as to understanding where one's risk is of a heart attack or stroke, reversing the disease process, finding where deficiencies are that people have in their body. And we also then use external counterpulsation therapy as a treatment option to do three big things. So number one, I know you're going to ask me what external counterpulsation is. So, <laughs> okay, go ahead. So yeah, I, I, I mean, you can see that on our, on our website uh, at HeartFit Clinic. And, and so when you look at external counterpulsation, it looks, looks a little bit, ooh, what's going on there? So there's these calves that go around your calves, your thighs, and your buttocks. So these cuffs go around your calves, thighs, and buttocks, and it sequentially inflates time to your cardiac cycle, time to your heartbeat. And what happens is it pushes the blood back up to the heart. And the idea of doing this treatment, a prolonged treatment course of this, is we're seeing a lot of things happen that are good. Number one, we're seeing an improvement in heart function. So mm -hmm. heart function gets better. Number two, we see an improvement in artery function. So remember, these arteries have to expand and contract, right? And so I, I, maybe I'll get that into in a moment, but the arteries have to expand and contract. And then the third thing that happens is we grow new arteries. We actually grow new arteries around blockages so that we can improve the flow that's coming to the heart. So we don't have to do a bypass surgery or heart stent for patients that are stable, right? For patients that are stable, meaning that they, right. you know, it's not an emergency, but we can do this. And a lot of times, gosh, we see so many patients that are waiting for bypass surgery or, or, you know, I mean, we have clinics in Calgary, Vancouver and Edmonton. And so a lot of people that are on a wait list for, for bypass surgery or an angiogram or something like that, we can show 
the benefits. It actually makes the procedure better if that sometimes happens in that case. Or sometimes we can just forget about the procedure because the symptoms get so much better and we can show that as well. And so really what we're trying to do when we do bypass and stents on a stable arena is really to alleviate symptoms. And that's what we can do at the HeartFit Clinic. Right. And, and so, so I'm hearing you're, uh, you're increasing the blood flow and the circulation and growing, literally growing new arteries. And also on your website, um, I'm reading improving anxiety, depression, and anger management. Yeah. I mean, gosh, that, that's my, I'm getting more into the book side of things. So, and so that's, that's a huge thing. People who have high blood pressure, right? That's hurting the artery wall. We want to be able to fix blood pressure. We want to be able to perhaps, perhaps get patients off of medications. That's something that we do. We want to try and understand particle sizes, right? So cholesterol, what are those atherogenic or plaque causing particles that can sliver into the lining of the artery wall? So blood pressure, cholesterol, only the cholesterol size makes a difference. And that's a lot of people just come into our clinic and just do that test on its own, right? Um, then it's about diabetes. How can you control blood sugar? right? Blood sugar can, uh, it's one of those things that can, as I meant, diabetes, it can sliver into the lining of the artery wall and cause havoc to the, um, it can damage, sorry, the endothelium, right? Which is the, now you know, all know, it's the largest organ in your body, right? And so, um, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, especially, gosh, I mean, look how much stress we've gone through in the last year and a half, two years now. It's been, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. And, you know, you know, whether it be, you know, the vaccination rollouts or the lockdowns or, you know, people's business, are they going to stay okay or not? Or, you know, people question a lot of things and hopefully a lot of people come out on the good end of it. And I, and I wish everyone lots of good success on that end of it. But I also wish them lots of great heart from that side of the good heart health from that end of it, because everyone has stress. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't have stress. Um, the only time you have don't have stress is when, unfortunately, you're passed away. But yeah. stress is important to it's important to cope with it, and I think that's a huge hidden risk factor that does not get addressed. And this is where we can start to see arrhythmias and palpitations, and you know perhaps atrial fibrillation. And so that comes down even then looking at hormonal imbalances and sleep and uh, disturbances. And so that's where we start to look at it, like we look at the whole picture at the HeartFit Clinic, and that's where we get a little bit of an idea of what's happening with people so that we can help them prevent or even reverse that disease process. And so when we look at all those things, um, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, blood sugar, particle sizes, uh, you know, uh, diabetes, all those things are all important factors. Overweight, you know, people think, you know, people have unfortunately gained a lot of weight sometimes during COVID and, and uh, that's important because increased weight specifically waist circumference, it becomes very important to what we can do to help reverse the disease process, right? And it comes down to everything, making sure that you're eating the right foods to the deficiencies that we see at the HeartFit Clinic. It's about exercising appropriately. It's possibly even about external counterpulsation therapy for the right patient. And, you know, it's getting to the root as to why people are in a state that they're at. And, you know, once you get to a specific age, whatever it is, you know, your, your goal is, okay, what can I do to maintain health? What can I do to make sure I can be proactive to prevent or even reverse a disease process? Because the best heart attack is the one that never happens. 
Absolutely. Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, also author of Beating Heart Disease, which you can find on the website, heartfit.ca. They're at Douglas Road in Burnaby. Uh, you can uh, get a hold of them or give them a call, 604-330-4348, and uh, come in. for. And you don't need a doctor's referral. You can come in and uh, get a consultation. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Diamond Fernandez. Always great to talk to you, and we will talk soon. Excellent. Everyone stay heart healthy out there, and we look forward to seeing you at the HeartFit Clinic. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, coming up, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shopping guide to Christmas. Uh, there, there may be some shortages of certain things. I'll tell you uh, what you should buy now if you're waiting. Uh, that's coming up when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Special thanks to Diamond Fernandez, the author of Beating Heart Disease and the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, which you can see at heartfit.ca. You can book a consultation and take a proactive, uh, a proactive look at your heart and make sure your heart is healthy. This coming Thursday is Remembrance Day, and the city of Vancouver will once again host a virtual Remembrance Day ceremony. It'll be online, even though the restrictions this year set by the BC Centre for Disease Control are looser than they were last year when it comes to public outdoor gatherings. Only official wreaths will be placed by a limited number of dignitaries invited to attend in person. Uh, recognized wreaths will be placed ahead of the ceremony. And I guess that makes sense. Uh, since many of the participants in these Remembrance Day ceremonies are those most at risk. They're pretty elderly and often health compromised. A live stream link will be available to the public uh, before the event begins and further details like the event's itinerary will be provided on Tuesday via a city information bulletin and through the city's website. And after Remembrance Day will come American Thanksgiving, and that takes us to the dreaded Black Friday the day after American Thanksgiving. And Black Friday, of course, is the first official day of Christmas shopping. And you've probably heard about concerns with the shipping supply chain and some predictions that certain products will be in short supply this Christmas. So it might be a good idea to do your shopping early. USA Today has just published a list of the goods you should buy now if you don't want to face empty shelves in December. High on the list, the new iPad, the ninth generation iPad, which is already sold out on many online retailers, and the iPad mini just came out this fall, and as expected, they're in high demand. Add to that the chip shortage, and they're likely to sell out quickly this holiday season. So that's one thing you might want to not wait until Black Friday to buy. Amazon's new smart speaker is also going fast, and of all the things to buy on Black Friday, TVs have been one of the most popular purchases year after year on Black Friday. It seems like when you see footage of people wrestling at the Walmart, it's usually about a TV. And while you can certainly get a good deal on some TVs on the market on Black Friday, experts predict that stock will be very low this year. So if you have your eye on a specific TV, you might want to go ahead and buy it soon. Other tough-to-find items this Christmas, the Nintendo Switch, also gaming laptops, that's because of the worldwide chip shortage, and those gaming computers uh, that need a lot of power, and also gaming consoles like PlayStation and Xbox. 
those are, are really in big demand. So if you want one, you might want to start shopping now. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We are here every Saturday from two to four. Coming up, it's the folks from McMillan Estate Planning. Also the news, and we still have to pay to get a COVID test to get back into Canada if we visit the U.S. But for how long? There's mounting pressure to scrap that requirement for a COVID test. We've got that story coming up. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.